Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. How we feeling out here, ladies and gentlemen? You are locked and loaded right now on what is the hottest show in the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information you will find anywhere. What is this call, you may ask? None other than In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And we are streaming to you not just on YouTube, but also Facebook and Twitter. And we got a jam-packed slate of uh, topics tonight. And before we get into those, as always, each and every time, we encourage you to drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button. What that does for us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine is that it allows us to continue supplying you with the best news, notes, and coverage on your favorite football program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's because of you that we're over 8,000, that's right, over 8,000 subscribers strong on the YouTube channel. So definitely want to encourage you to continue growing the network channel and brand. We'll start the show off with a couple of updates. Even after that, we'll look into Aaron Feld, the head strength and conditioning coach for the Oregon Ducks. He visited the University of Alabama on Tuesday, meeting with Coach Saban. Does Coach Saban make the move of bringing him back to the University of Alabama program to replace the departed Scott Cochran. We'll touch on that. After that, we'll sit down with my man, Mac Herford, former Alabama wide receiver and graduate of the program. He's got some interesting perspectives he wants to dive into, so we'll sit down with him. And then last but not least, we'll look at the legacy that Scott Cochran leaves behind here at the University of Alabama and what he meant to the program. But starting off with these updates, despite the fact that the anniversary of this event was actually on January the 8th, if you look at what today is, February is the second month of the year. Today's date is the 26th. So second and 26th here on a Wednesday, we pay homage to the greatest play in Alabama football history that involved two freshmen at that time, Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback and Devontae Smith at wide receiver in the 2018 College Football Playoff National Championship game off a 2017 season. Tua hooked up with Smitty for a 41-yard game-winning touchdown in overtime, helping the Tide secure that 26 to 23 win over the Bulldogs of Georgia at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. One of the Best moments of Nick Saban's life as he threw his hands up there in jubilation. So that may not be the date of the actual anniversary, but it is sec- It is the second month of the year, February. Today's date is the 26th, so definitely paying homage to that event. Also, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done so, get your calendar set. Get your time set starting on Thursday, being tomorrow throughout the remainder of the week. The NFL Network will be having the on-field workouts for the NFL Scouting Combine. A a bunch of Crimson Tide players so far, 10, have been sent to the Combine. But a number of guys so far have put in strong measurements in terms of the weigh-in. But starting on tomorrow, Jerry, Judy, and Henry Ruggs will take part in the 40 and on-field drill. So from Thursday throughout the remainder of the week, get acquainted with NFL Network to watch your favorite tie player or former tie player 
do their thing in the combine. Last but not least, in terms of updates, one Tua Tungavangoa at quarterback. More good news regarding his hip. According to National NFL insider in Rappaport, uh, he was told from close sources that according to the teams that Tua met with, the hip is really well, progressing really well to, to where there's no loss of blood. All the uh, the MRIs came out clean. Everything came out great. One source in particular said the dude, Tua Tagovailoa, looks really good. So with that being said, Tua looks more than likely now like a top five pick here in the upcoming draft in April. So just some updates there for you. But we dive into the first topic of conversation, that being Aaron failed. And uh, I'm reminded of lyrics to a Drake song. Grammy Award winning rapper, recording artist, Aubrey Drake Graham or Aubrey Drake slash Jimmy in the wheelchair from Degrassi Graham, whatever you want to refer to Drake as. But this lyric came from his song, too much off the album take care and it goes the moment i'm done the moment i stop having fun with it i'll be done with it the moment i stop having fun with it i'll be done with it and uh, that lyric to me perfectly fits where nick saban is in his career right now coach saban not done with being competitive Nick Saban not done with having fun in college football. Nick Saban not done with having his foot on the neck of the opposition. Nick Saban not done with the crown of being the king in college football. He knows Dabo Sweeney's good. He knows Kirby Smart wants to take that shot at him. He knows there are other coaches in college football that are gunning for him. But Nick Saban's like, hold on, guys. I'm still king. I'm still the man. I'm still on top of the mountain. I'm still on top of the castle right now. And uh, part of that mantra of Nick Saban is not being afraid to grow, not being afraid to change, not being afraid to evolve and develop, even to where it comes, even to where if it comes to a situation that you have to part ways from somebody you know, you love, you care about. And had been a part of the family. And uh, Scott Cochran, Nick Saban, part ways. Scott Cochran going to the University of Georgia as a special teams coach after spending 13 years as the head strength and conditioning coach, director of strength and conditioning for the Tide. But the main name that has risen in terms of fans talking about him on social media, media pundits talking about him, the name that has risen, Aaron Feld, the current head strength and conditioning coach at the University of Oregon. Now, there's a lot of names on the list besides him, but he is the name that's risen. He is the name that's gotten to the top of the food chain in terms of this is somebody of which the fans would love to see brought in to the program, failed, visited with the University of Alabama and head coach Nick Saban on Tuesday. This is an individual that is from originally from Homewood, Alabama, a suburb of Birmingham. His family still is in Homewood and a, a guy that was at the University of Alabama once before from 2013 to 2014 as a volunteer strength coach under Scott Cochran. During those two years here, failed, helped coach Crimson Tide offensively or helped condition the Crimson Tide offensively to an average of 37.5 points per game, 
Defensively, it gave up 16.2 points per game. We're looking at a guy in A.J. McCarron at quarterback, of which failed, helped him have a 3,000-yard passing season, 3,063 yards, 28 touchdowns, coming runner-up to Jameis Winston in the Heisman, being a guy that was a Maxwell Award winner. I believe he was also the winner of the Johnny Unitas, the Johnny Unitas, excuse me, Golden Arm Award. Also in that same season, failed help the likes of T.J. Yeldon have a 1,000-yard campaign, 1,235 yards and 14 touchdowns. In terms of 2014, check out the job he did with one Blake Sims, conditioning that young man to at that point in time be the single-season passing record holder for Alabama, 3,400. 87 passing yards and 35 touchdowns with failed. The Crimson Tide got to the SEC title game in 2014, won the conference championship, and made its first ever appearance in the inaugural college football playoff. So he's been at Alabama. He's been at Alabama before. And has had great success. He has been all over the state in terms of not just Alabama, the University of Alabama, but also UAB in Birmingham. North Alabama also in terms of strength and conditioning. He's well-versed in the Southeastern Conference. When you talk from 2015 to 2017, Feld went to Georgia as the assistant director of its strength and conditioning program, helping the Bulldogs get to the national title game in the 2017 season, despite falling to one Alabama. But the last two years, the last two years, him at Oregon, this is why fans are very high on him because when you talk Oregon football, you look at it's Pac-12, they're not tough, they're not physical, they're all finesse, they don't play defense. It's the Pac-12. Nobody watches the Pac-12 for defense. But the one thing that Aaron Fale did in his two years at Oregon, he toughened that program up on the defensive side of the football this past year. The Ducks gave up 16.5 points per game, one of the best in, score, in a college football in terms of scoring defenses. And when you look at the guys that they had, Troy Dye at linebacker, Kayvon Thibodeau on the defensive line, Thomas Graham at defensive back, I mean, he conditioned all those guys to be impactful, to be special, to be marquee playmakers, especially Thibodeau, who had 14 tackles for loss, nine sacks, and they had the team in both categories the Ducks that season 2019 got to the Pac-12 championship game and won got to the Rose Bowl and won and if not for a loss to the Auburn Tigers to start the regular season Oregon with failed would have got to the college football playoff that's how special this young man is when you look at just how his peers view him in college football and where he stands among the top-tier strength and conditioning coaches, Aaron Feld is right up there. I know Scott Cochran created a big, a big impact, created a big atmosphere when you talk Alabama football. But if we're looking at strictly strength and conditioning, just going all in on strength and conditioning and where those metrics align, Aaron Fail, one of the best, one of the top-tier guys. When you look at the people that study him, the guys that look at him, his peers, and just throughout college football. And uh, the reason why I feel like if Alabama makes the move to get failed, this would work, is number one, he is well in tune with the analytics. 
when I look at Scott Cochran, at times he was so push, 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 push. We're going to lift weights till we puke. We're going to run till we puke. It's a mindset. He was doing the same things that he did when he was at LSU during the early 2000s. Not much changed at all from Scott Cochran's regiment from his time at LSU to his time at Alabama. And it was uh, kind of the whole ordeal to where you get stuck in your own way, you get stuck in your own mindset of uh, this has worked for so many years. My way has gotten Alabama five national championships. My way has gotten Alabama six Southeastern Conference titles. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But when the game is transitioning away from you, when you see changes being done, when you see alterations being done, and if you want to continue to be at the top of the mountain, if you want to continue to be at the best or at the elite level, you got to be able to be open to altering things, changing some things, mixing some things up. Scott Cochran was not one to change and alter things. And when you have Nick Saban, who is the ultimate chameleon, he wants to prove he is not only versatile, but he's diverse in understanding the game is changing in this area. I want to stay on top. I want to go back. I want to go out as the greatest to ever do it. Let me make sure I stay abreast. I stay afloat. I stay on top of each and every situation. When you look at Aaron Feld, he's on top of the analytics. His whole thing is, or his philosophy is, he wants his players to max out in terms of reps and weightlifting, but don't max out to where it becomes strenuous on you. He doesn't like to put a lot of force, friction, weight, added pressure on the players. He wants to give those players a chance to have that cool down, that rest, that relaxation period. So it's all about doing your work, maxing out, hitting your reps, hitting your target goal, but not stressing your body out, not putting so much strain on those tendons, those ligaments, those bones, those you know parts of the body to where if you push, 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 and stuff expands, expands, and spans, then what happens to a rubber band, folks, when you expand it too much? It pops. It breaks. And that's what, you know, fails philosophy is, is making sure that you're hitting your weight goal, you're hitting your strength goal, you're hitting your cardio goals, you're hitting what you're supposed to do, but you're also giving your body that chance to recuperate, that chance to relax, that chance to kind of get back in line there. So he's huge in terms of the analytics. He is very flexible, you know, with his plan and with him being an on the cutting edge of technology and with your head athletic trainer and Jeff Allen in terms of Alabama being on the cutting edge of technology, you got two guys that have the necessary means. They have the resources, they know they have the resources, and they intend on using those resources. Then that can become a beautiful marriage for Alabama football when you dissect into Jeff Allen's the head trainer, he's on the cutting edge of skill, of speed, of performance, of how can we get the top effort from these players. And then from the nutrition standpoint, you have Miss Amy Bragg, who is meal prepping. She's counting carbs. She's counting calories. She's making sure these young men are eating clean, eating lean, eating right. And when you add a guy like an Aaron Fell that has a plan, 
He is on that plan. He is developing that plan. He has faith in that plan, but he's not afraid to make changes, be flexible, and alter that plan in the betterment of the team. And he is also in tune with the analytics. You put a Jeff Allen, you put an Aaron Fail together with an Amy Bragg handling this food. Bama football, it would get back to being a lean, mean, strong, not bulky, not like the Terminator, but strong in a healthy way, killing fear machine. So Aaron Field, a native of this state, he knows the Bama way, he knows the Bama program, he's been around it before, and he's not afraid to use the analytics and go with the means necessary. So if Alabama was to bring him in, it would be a cool fit there. But... That's going to lead us here, folks, to our first break on In My Own Words, the podcast. Upon our return, we dive into your phone calls, thoughts, questions, and concerns. Don't touch that dial, folks. We're coming back. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back in from the break, folks, on what is the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information in my own words. The podcast with your man, Stephen M. Smith, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Folks, it is your time, 205-448-1358, the number to call in and let your voice be heard on this evening, 205-448-1358. What are your thoughts on Aaron Feld? Should Alabama bring him in? What would he mean for the program? Once again, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. Once again, that's at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. Once again, that's at Coaching M. Smith. We also have a glorious chat line here on YouTube for your thoughts, questions, and concerns. And we're going to actually go to, well, we actually have a phone call in the queue right now. You're, on, you're live on In My Own Words with yours truly. What's on your mind, man? It's hump day, Stephen, hump day. How you doing today on this Wednesday? Doing good, Wagon. What's going on with you, man? I was sort of a little worried about Cochran there, but uh, I believe we got a good man. I believe we get uh, Aaron back there. Uh, I believe everything will be uh, pretty well up to snuff. What do you think, Stephen? I like Aaron Phil. I mean, like I said, he's been here before. He's a native of Alabama, Homewood, Alabama. So there's the Bama factor right there, being from the state. Uh, he pretty much knew what Scott Cochran ran when he was here those two years, 2013 and 14. But like I said, he's 
He's good with the analytics. You put him with a Jeff Allen, I feel like those two would work exquisitely well together. So I like Aaron Field. And what's not to like about that awesome mustache? He's got an iconic mustache. Yeah, he's got the mustache. There's no doubt about it. The mustache is <laughs> you got me like you got me a little tickled there on the mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's looking good. There he's got it he's got it rolled up on both ends, but I know we got a lot of callers in the queue there. Well, I hope we do get him in. Like you said, with Jeff Allen there, uh, we'll have a good uh, uh, we'll have a good mixture there, uh, you know. And uh, you know, I guess people have to move on, Mr. Cochran. You know, we don't know what happened, but we'll wish him the best over at Georgia. And uh, when we go head to head with Georgia, we'll just walk out of there with a big smile on our face. But we always like to leave with a little cheer and. At the end of the uh, conversation, there, as you say, we get three chuckles a day there. Roses are red, violets are blue. As the Alabama coaching carousel turns, TDA Magazine plus Stephen M. Smith and Justin bring it to you from downtown T-Town. Catch you Friday night, Stephen. Have a good one, my friend. Appreciate it, Wayne. We, we, we can always depend on Wayne for some great poetry, man. Some great, great, some great poetry, man. We're going to continue. We got another call. Got another call in the queue right now. You're live on a Wednesday with your man, Stephen M. Smith. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Stephen? You doing all right this evening? Man, I'm doing good, man. Uh, Wagner's got me laughing, but I'm doing good. <laughs> well, uh, just wanted to tune in. Uh, you know, when I, when I saw that Scott Cochran had decided to check on out and uh, upgrade his position over there at Georgia. I mean, you can't blame the guy for, for making a move. He's been with us for 13 strong years now. But, you know, the first guy that came to mind, in my mind, really was Aaron Feld. And when I when I got on the, online today and saw that you'd actually said something about his Twitter bio taking Oregon down, uh, then I kind of did a little bit of research into him being from the Birmingham area. I mean, I just really think it's a perfect fit. I mean, I've been researching him as many chances of as I've had today. And I, I really think that he just goes right in line with where we're headed right now. He, Aaron failed is a strong fit. And, and I just go back to what he did at Oregon. I know he was at Georgia. I know he was at Alabama, UAB and North Alabama. But what he did in the two years at Oregon, he and Mario Cristobal building something very special in Eugene when you talk the Pac-12, nobody looks at Oregon as a defensive program. And for him to condition those guys to give up just 16.5 points per game, win the Pac-12, almost make the college football playoff, Aaron failed to me is the real deal. Yes, sir. I mean, and also, too, you know, looking at just kind of his style, he more so trains guys to be able to train rather than just simply getting into it and grinding away. And I, I think he has a lot of different philosophies in the, in the weight room that I really think Alabama can take advantage of if given the opportunity. It's, it's good, good talking to you, Steve, and look forward to the next time. No problem, man. Thanks for the call. Keep listening to us. On fire here. On fire here on a Wednesday. In my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We're going to dive into this chat line right here and pick up some thoughts. Let's see here. At Willie351 writes in, Tua going number one. Who want to bet? 
If Tua goes number one, Willie three five one, I'd be happy with Tua at number one. However, I don't like Cincinnati. I really don't. I can't stand the Bengals. Outside of the Cleveland Browns, I think the Bengals have the second worst ran organization in the NFL. They have an owner who's in his eighties who also acts as the GM. They don't like to spend a lot of money. I remember Carson Palmer was on an interview on TV talking about he had to get himself out of there. T.J. Hushmanzada, a former wide receiver, did not like it that much in Cincinnati. So if he was to go number one, cool, but I really do not like the Bengals. But Willie 351, if he goes, hey, there's the guaranteed money. There is the guaranteed money if he takes the route there. But continuing here with some thoughts in the chat line, going back to Willie 351, who – Ask the question, who dropping this heat on these tracks? Well, Willie351, that heat comes from none other than my man, JP, behind the ones and twos, making sure that the music is live, not just in the call-in queue, but in the show as well. Appreciating JP for all the work that he does behind the scenes here. We got C. Pyro who writes in, Alabama in the building, Rotar, brother, Rotar to you, see Pyro in the building, writing in, I appreciate everybody who's chiming in on the chat line right now, you guys blowing us up, we got here, we got here, Derek Brooks, who writes in, coming from Elba, Alabama, home of former Alabama quarterback Austin Johnson, Austin Johnson was good when he was here, as a walk-on, I liked him, I really liked him when he was here. Let's see here. Nathan D writes in, Aaron Feld would easily spark this team. I think he would. Aaron Feld would spark this team. His weight training, his philosophy, him being not afraid to be flexible, him going with the analytics, meshing well with Jeff Allen. But I'll also say this. I'll also say this. Two other names that I thought about other than Aaron Feld, I thought about Mike McCoy. I thought about Mike McCoy, former Alabama wide receiver from 2006 to 2009, was a part of that first national championship team with Coach Saban. You know, Scott Cochran got Mike McCoy into the strength and conditioning realm, and now McCoy is the founder of Warehouse Performance Institute in Birmingham. We're in Bessemer, Alabama, and, you know, McCoy's done a phenomenal job. Really, really great dude, a close friend of mine. I would really like to see McCoy get a shot at some point but we got another caller in the queue you are live here on in my own words the podcast what's on your mind tonight up steven man I, it is awesome to finally get to talk to you man I, I follow you on youtube and everything else and and uh just excited to get to hear from you and talk to you and put my little two cents in uh, i think i think nick saban is going to do the right thing you know, as, as a fan, we want to be the coach too. You know, we got to voice our opinions. I believe this uh, Aaron Feld is going to be a great fit with Alabama. Um, he's young. He's got a lot of energy. Uh, he, he's going to uh, bring a lot of, of uh, thrive and push and, and energy to this defense and 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 even the offense. You know, uh, you want somebody young with a little bit of uh, get up and go. You know, I'm not saying Scott Cochran wasn't that way, but, you know, Scott Cochran getting up in his age a little bit. It's time for a a, 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 a new uh, a new guy, you know? I agree with that. I mean, 
if Alabama was to make the move to bring Aaron Field on board, he would bring the energy, insane energy at that. He would bring a solid work ethic. Once again, he has his plan to where he's going to put the necessary muscle on you, but not, you know, tire out your body. And, you know, at the same time, I go back to something I mentioned. Nick Saban uh, is always attacking weaknesses. Even if a weakness is, I got to part ways with somebody that I've known for a long time. But if me parting ways with this person goes a long way into the betterment of this program, getting back to winning national championships and getting back to having not just defenses fear me, but having this fan base proud of this program, then you got to do what you got to do. So you got to get that ups there to Nick Saban in that regard. Hey, man, I totally agree with you. Uh, now, as far as two of the last guy that called in uh, uh, or might have been on the uh, – uh, live chat talking about uh, Tua going uh, first round. I, I would I would actually like to see Tua go a little bit later, you know, and get with a team that's got a better offensive line that can possibly protect him better. I know, you know, this is going to be a different step up <clears throat> from college, you know, uh, as far as athleticism and everything. But I'd like to see Tua – no, don't get me wrong. I would love to see him go one, two, three, or whatever, but I, w- I would love to see him get with a team where he can have a little bit more protection uh, in time to throw the ball and, and everything else. I don't – do you think he'll be a starter uh, this this uh, coming up season with uh, whoever he goes to? It would depend on what what the situation is, what the fit is. I would love for him to be a starter, but we shall see how he continues to progress. But man, appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us. Thank him for uh, thank you for calling into the show. We're gonna take another break here on in my own words. Don't touch that down, folks. Just getting started. Upon our return, we will sit down with my good friend, former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford. He's got some perspectives he wants to dive into, and we'll get into that right after this. If you want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back inside the action here in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We're going to go to the phone lines right now where my main man, my good friend, and somebody I've built a close relationship with on the In My Own Words hotline. We bring in former Crimson Tide receiver and graduate of the University of Alabama, Mac Herford is here. My man, Mac, what's going on, man? 
Hey, Steven, how are you doing? I, I really appreciate uh, you having me on the show. Man, I'm happy to have you here, man. Overjoyed to have you here. Uh, first and foremost, a tremendous career you had, man. You worked hard. You pushed yourself. You pushed the teammates around you. I know it's not easy, you know, being a walk-on, but you, you are not only just a glue guy in the room, man. You made everybody around you better. So first and foremost, man, very proud of what you were able to do at Alabama. Well, I really appreciate that. I, my, you know, my career at Alabama was one that I really enjoyed, and it was my dream to play at Alabama one day. Um, and and I got there and made the most of it, and really enjoyed making great relationships with uh, coaches and players. And you know, if I could go back, I'd do the same thing over again. If you're just tuning in to the show, ladies and gentlemen, we now have Mac Herford, former Alabama wide receiver and graduate of the program live on the phone line. Mac, of course, the big news right now, Scott Cochran, a longtime assistant to Nick Saban, longtime strength and conditioning coach, 13 years, now going to Georgia as the, uh, as the special teams coach. Upon you getting the news, what was your first reaction? What was your relationship like? with uh with scott with uh, coach cochran uh, and initially hearing the news you know it it was shocking uh just because he's been there so long you know has great relationships with all the players and it's kind of made himself uh you know known at alabama you don't think about alabama football without scott cochran um and so i was kind of shocked about it um and you know but at the same time i'm really happy for him to be able to go and you know continue and and do what he wants to do because, you know, at the end of the day, he, he has dreams and aspirations and goals like all of us do. Um, and, you know, he chose that route and wants to be a head coach someday. And so to be able to do that, he had to get on field and, you know, Georgia offered him that opportunity. Now, I know for a fact that this is going to, you know, affect and hurt Alabama initially just due to how close, like you said, Scott Cochran built a relationship with all the players, especially the former guys. You know, they love coming home to see him. But do you see this as a crippling blow to Alabama or do you look at this as more so a win-win for both sides? Uh, you know, I, I think that it definitely is a blow. Like you said, Scott Cochran, Coach Cochran was an awesome, uh, awesome coach strength wise and just relationship wise. Uh, you know, he, he developed so many great relationships with players and helped us become great young men um, and was always there for us. But at the same time, you know, it, like we have Nick Saban, Alabama has Nick Saban um, and Nick Saban's been able to do things that, you know, people haven't been able to do in the past. Uh, and so I, I think it, is a is a win it could be considered a win-win because you know Alabama's going to find someone who's eager young and ready to fill in the spot and uh, I'm sure that Saban can find someone and you know you won't be able to replace coach Cochran but um, you know it's, it's going to be new and then on coach Cochran's side he's going to have a great opportunity to build a, a different name for himself and start you know a different path and I, I think it'll work out for both of us in the end. Now, the conversation right now, the hottest conversation going around right now, Mac, is in terms of Alabama football, the quarterback position, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, the great career he had, the great young man that he was and is off to the NFL. You've got you know a Bryce Young coming up in here, 
five-star from Modern Day High School in California. Everybody's kind of talking about him. But you play with a young man, Mac Jones. You know Mac. You guys hang out around each other. You guys threw around to each other. Both of the families that you guys have know each other well. You really know not just Mac Jones, but you really know the ins and outs of this program seeing that you you played here. For people that try to, to some extent, write off Mac Jones. What do you say to those people when you talk about how big of a leader that this young man is? I mean, like you said, I've been able to develop a great relationship with Mac over the years. And, you know, him coming in as a freshman, no, he, I, I don't think he would have, you know, his freshman year was ready. But over time, I think people forget how long he's been there. And the work he's put in is just unreal. You know, this is a guy who's throwing – almost every single day of the week uh, with, with just tons of different receivers and working to, you know, expert in his craft, like, you know, and, and become an expert in his craft. And I think he's the man for the job. I mean, I, a, a prime example of that was this year when he gets to, you know, when, when Tua went down and Mac had to come in, he did an unbelievable job. I mean, I don't, I don't know many people who could come in, you know, a top program uh, when you have a quarterback who is, one of the best in the country, if not the best quarterback in the country, go down. And, you know, you have another quarterback come in and put up numbers, do well, uh, you know, have great chemistry with the team. And that says a lot about Mac. But then specifically in the Michigan game, you know, I saw him take hits that I haven't seen a lot of quarterbacks ever take in college football. And, And he would still get up. He would get right back up. And I remember he ripped off his patch. One of his patches on his jersey was kind of hanging off. He ripped it off after a huge hit and just put on that face that said, you know, I'm ready to do this thing. Like, he's a, he's a warrior. Um, and, and you know, that speaks a lot to me and to other guys. You know, I've heard other guys on the sidelines saying, you know, that guy right there, like, he's a man of the people. You know, he wants this. He's worked hard. He's been there. Um, and, and it's his time to shine. We're live here on the phone lines, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in to, in my own words, with my good friend and former Alabama wide receiver, graduate of the University of Alabama, Mac Hereford here on the In My Own Words hotline. Mac, just continuing with this conversation, when Tua went down, because I, I was there at the Tennessee game and, of course, the, the Mississippi State game as well, but when Tua went down against Tennessee, first and foremost, and Mac goes out there, and throughout that entire process, did you see any part of the offense change at all from Steve Sarkeesian's standpoint between Tua and Mac? I think that, you know, moving from Tua to Mac, he started off having Mac throw some screens, uh, which is, you know, speaks volumes to Coach Sarkeesian's intelligence. I mean, he did that because he wanted Mac to be able to develop confidence. Um, and, and confidence is a huge thing for Mac. You know, if he's confident, if he's confident, I think he can take down anything. Um, and so I think Coach Sark had him throwing a couple of screens, you know, shorter passes at first to try to make him feel more comfortable back there in the pocket. And Mac went on to have a huge game or huge games against Arkansas, Auburn, and Michigan just built off that confidence. Mac, when you look at, of course, this upcoming spring and the, the 2020 season itself, Who are some guys, offensively and defensively, that you could tell somebody right now, watch this player, watch this guy, 
he is going to be something else. Who would be some players you would name right now, offensively or defensively, that are going to be special in 2020 just you know, from you playing with him? Mm. Uh, you know, I can name a ton of guys off the top of my head. One guy on defense that sticks out in particular uh, is Patrick Sertain. I know people have seen him, you know, dominate and do well uh, in the previous years, but I think he's going to continue to develop and just kill it. I mean, he when he came in, I knew something was different about him. He reminded me a lot of Minka Fitzpatrick. And, uh, you know, his, his size is great. He's so disciplined, no off-the-field problems, and he's just a great, hardworking guy. Um, and one of those guys at Alabama that I think is one of the top players yet he works, you know, harder than anyone I know. Uh, so I, I would think he's one on defense for sure, as well as guys like Jalen Moody and Cajo, uh, both young linebackers who haven't gotten as much of a chance as they may have wanted so far. But both those guys, in my opinion, are great players. And, you know, they have lots of speed and lots of strength that hopefully they'll get to show off in spring. Um, and on the offensive side of the ball, I just look forward to seeing, you know, obviously Waddle's returning. Um, and you have Devontae Smith, who's just – it's unbelievable that he's returning. You know, he'll be a key asset to the tight offense next year. And, uh, you know, and, and Najee and, these, and Trey Sanders. Uh, I didn't get to see much of Trey because of his injury, but the guy seems like he's got such a good skill set um, and unbelievable speed. Uh, so I'd love to see what he does. Uh, and then in the offensive line position, you know, a guy I'm close with that I think will – you know, more people will start to see on their radar is Pierce Quick. Uh, that guy's a nasty. Big guy. He is. He's nasty. He uh, he's one of the nicest guys off the field. And you know, when he gets on the field, when I get him, see him in the trenches, you know, it's a whole different person in there. Um, and and he's been working so hard. And you know, his athletic ability uh, for an offensive lineman, I think, will definitely show. Uh, and I can't wait to see that in spring as well. Just a couple more here I have uh, for you, Mac, as Mac Hereford, former Alabama wide receiver and graduate of the University of Alabama live here on In My Own Words. Pete Golding had a very interesting situation this past year. He comes in for the first time. You know, he's the primary coordinator, and he enters a situation where there's no – Dylan Moses is hurt before the year starts, Joshua McMillan the same deal, and other guys banged up and hurt as well. And uh, – as much as he wants to coach coach, he actually has to train up young players. What did you think of the job Pete Golding did last year and how much of, a, of an improvement do you see him making in this upcoming season? You know, I think if you take into, into play that we had so many key players go down, uh, for him to pick up and train these young guys and have a defense that could sustain and, and major games is, is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, I, I hear people say this and that, but at the end of the day, we forget that, you know, like you said, we had some key players go down that our defense had kind of centered around um, and his ability to just continue to make plays and, you know, make calls that would have our defense um, sustaining in these games is, is impressive to me. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, last year it was his first year, you know, he's got a lot of things to learn. And I think that after learning those things, he'll come into spring and come into the next season just a lot more prepared. So what is next on the horizon for you, my man? What is next on that horizon? Uh, well, you know, I, I graduated at Alabama and loved my four years there. Uh, and But I'm looking forward to finishing off my football career with my fifth year of eligibility um, in college and, you know, to be decided on where I will end up. But uh, looking forward to my next 
move and, you know, always be a part of the Bama family and support the, the Crimson Tide team. Uh, so looking forward to what's going to come next. He's Mac Herford, folks, joining us live on In My Own Words, the podcast, former Alabama wide receiver and graduate of the program. Mac, best wishes to you, my friend. So proud of you. Thanks for being a part of the show. Steven, thank you so much for having me on. You've done a, a great job uh, with the show and just covering Alabama football and you know, being a great friend and mentor, and I really appreciate you. And uh, like I said, thanks again. That was Mac Hereford, ladies and gentlemen, joining us live here on the show. Former Alabama wide receiver and graduate of the program. We're going to take another break right now. But upon our return, we dive back into your phone calls, thoughts, questions, and concerns right after this. menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, the podcast. That's it's that time again, Crimson Tide fans. Your time. 205-448-1358, the number to call in and let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358, you can text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, tweet the show directly, we don't mind, at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. But the number again, 205-448-1358 to let your voice be heard on the show. But we dive back into the YouTube chat line where we pick up a question from Brig Kilgore. Uh, Brig Kilgore writes in, Stephen, honest opinion on the quarterback race. Who you got, bro? Love the show. Roll tie. My honest opinion on the quarterback race is what I've always stated. I mean, I love the talent that Bryce Young is. Don't get me wrong. But just going back to what Mac Herford said, we had him in the previous segment. I echo the same thoughts because just like Mac has seen, you know, Mac Jones, I've seen him myself. And Jones is a guy that not just a, a man of the people, but somebody of whom uh, has played in the system. He is thoroughly well-versed in the program, in the playbook, in the scheme. Uh, you, you can't coach having four years of knowledge. You can't coach that. And uh, him being able to get on the field when Tua got hurt, I know it, it seemed a little nerve-wrecking at first, but when he got the nerves out of him, he threw the ball well against Auburn. People go back to the two pick sixes all the time. But I say this right here, okay? If you just count 
the two pick sixes, the two pick sixes from Mac Jones, the final score should should be 45 to 14, right? If all were given Auburn is the two pick sixes, the final score should be 45 to 14 in favor in favor of Bama, right? Yes. So how does Auburn get the other 34 points? They got the other 34 points because Auburn's offense was scoring and Alabama's defense was not able to stop Auburn's offense. You cannot put that on Mac Jones. But we go to a call in the queue right now. You are rocking and rolling live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind? Hey, I just want to say um, I'm a big fan of your show, first of all, and uh, I really appreciate what you do. Um, Second, I just wanted to kind of give my idea about the whole strength coach thing. and just say that I don't think that it makes much a difference because Alabama really been dealing with injuries since like 2016, and the defense really hasn't been strong at all. So I just want to put that out there and just say, man, I just think we're doing a lot of great things, you know, especially offensively and recruiting-wise, and I think the team will be just fine. So you, so you don't look at Scott Cochran as a huge loss? I just felt like when he figured that he couldn't get that position being on field, I just don't think that he, to me personally, I mean, I I wasn't there. I never played football for Alabama. But just looking at over the last few years, I just don't think that he's really putting in the time to, you know, make the team better. And I say this way before, you know, he, he decided to, you know, possibly go to Georgia or whatever team it was. But I just feel like, you know, we probably can look forward and be okay with a change for the system itself, for the program itself. But I, I do, to answer your question, I do feel like it is. It's a, it's a loss, but I don't think it's, it's, it's that bad, you know, it's that bad for, for where we have to be worried about it or something like that, you know. Fair enough, man. Appreciate the call. Keep listening. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Getting some, getting some calls there, some action there in the queue in terms of one, Scott Cochran. But we will return to the chat line. Just continue with uh, Brad, with Brad Kilgore's question. Uh, as much as I like Bryce Young, uh, I think Mac Jones honestly is quarterback one for the Crimson Tide. We go down to Clark Hendricks. Clark Hendricks writes in, this will be the most fun year since 2015 when you look at the challenges the schedule, the challenges that the schedule presents, the tide will roll in a way we haven't seen in a while. It's going to be a good schedule. Clark, you're absolutely right. When you got Georgia week three, you got to go to Ole Miss, you got to go to Tennessee, you go to Arkansas. Arkansas will be improved, I guess. You have Mississippi State, of course, Auburn. You got LSU in Baton Rouge. So it's going to be a good schedule. It's going to be a tough schedule. It's going to be a good schedule. So, and then you have, with all the with all the excitement surrounding the freshmen in the program, going to be a fun season. Going to be one that I will enjoy covering, no doubt about that. Let's see here. Continue with, with some stuff here in the in the uh, in the queue here. Robbie Hill writes in long term contracts mandatory. 
I guess, long-term contracts in terms of if Alabama wants to bring coaches in, make sure you bring them into a big deal. Donald Woods writes in, what's up with Ben Davis? Like Ben Davis, he has all the tools. He needs to stay focused. That's the problem with Ben Davis. Got to stay focused. If he stays focused, Ben Davis can do something. Ben Davis can be something. Got to keep that focus up. But that's going to take us to our next break here on the show. When we get back, we dive into the legacy that is Scott Cochran. What will he be remembered for in terms of Alabama football? Don't touch that down. We're coming back after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back in here on In My Own Words, the podcast, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, yours truly, Stephen Smith, live here from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, discussing one Scott Cochran. Scott Cochran and his legacy at the University of Alabama. And what will it mean? What will he be remembered for as he now takes the road to Georgia to team up with Kirby Smart? First and foremost, Scott Cochran, to me, will be remembered as just being the voice that echoes. He's remembered as being kind of that imprint of the program that you you couldn't get away from. I remember early on, In the Nick Saban era, you heard Scott Cochran's voice everywhere. It was infectious. It was, you know, contagious. Like I said, you couldn't get away from it. It was in the stadium. It was in the practice facility. And, you know, the players players loved it. They, They loved his fire. They loved his zeal. You know, he could be odd at times. He could do some things that you would question. But the players loved it. I mean, he was he was kind of that guy. That if you felt like no one else could identify with you, Scott Cochran could identify with you. That that that, that was what he was. I mean, for players, you know, he was that guy that they could come and talk to. Uh, for former players, he was that guy that they would come home and visit. He was one of the first guys that you know they felt like they had to come home to see Scott Cochran. So he served the role as not just a coach but a big brother to some. An uncle to some, a father figure to some. He was more than just a coach for a lot of young men that came from various backgrounds, but all coming for one goal, to be successful at the University of Alabama. Uh, he had a way of you know, transforming the, uh, the, the bodies of young men who came in, probably not at the target goal they wanted to be, but when they left, they left in great physical shape and they went to the National Football League and had big success. You know, one name that comes to mind is Levi Wallace. 
Levi Wallace came to Alabama soaking wet, maybe six feet, 160 pound walk on of Tucson, Arizona. And, uh, you know, he, get, he comes to Alabama. He gets around Scott Cochran. And once Coach Cochran got done with him, I mean, man, Levi Wallace was 185 pounds, built, sculpted, ready to go to the NFL, and is having success, you know, with the Buffalo Bills. So not just a coach, but a mentor, a, a motivator, a, a voice, and, and somebody that really, you know, he took his role seriously. He took his role um, hard. He took his role tough because he valued his role. He uh, taught different. He taught players in different ways. He didn't use the same the same scheme with each player. Now I know he had his antics, and one of his antics was, you know, breaking the second place trophy that Alabama had in one of the uh, college football playoff uh, years. But even with that. You know, players saw that as motivation. I remember when Scott Cochran went out there and said, this second place trophy smash. We ain't no second place bang. Man, forget this trophy. Boom. And he just sat there and took a haymaker slam into the trophy, busted to pieces, and the players were jumping around like, yeah, get it, Coach Cochran. Get it, man. Forget that second place trophy, man. We bam them, man. We ain't no second place team, man. Bump that trophy, man. Get that thing, Coach Cochran. Get that thing. Like, you had the players videotaping the whole thing. So, I mean, um, he, 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 had, he had a voice. He, he had a place here. Scott Cochran had a place here. Whether it was him being the coach, whether it was him being the big brother, him being the big uncle, him being the father figure, him being, you know, on the sidelines, pumping up the four fingers, him getting the crowd excited. He was unique. He was a very special individual. And nobody will ever be able to, like Matt Herford said, replace Scott Cochran because he just had the type of zeal that you don't quite find a lot of times. But Alabama will be able to bring in somebody that will be young, that will be energetic, that will have a focus, that will have a drive, that will have a passion, that will be on board with getting Alabama back to where it needs to be at. And uh, th- th- there's just something that I hear a lot from uh, current players and former players when when I speak to them, they always go, Stephen, no matter how many coaches leave, no matter how many staffers leave, no matter how many support people leave off the program, Nick Saban, Coach Saban always tells us, just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust. We're going to get the right person in here. Just trust I am going to do the best thing needed for this program. And Nick Saban, once again, is looking at the fans and looking at the program going, guys, just trust me. Scott Cochran will be missed, but Nick Saban always thinking forward in terms of the game. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, you want to get the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. You want to be the envy of your friends. You want to be in the know. You do this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app, and it's simple. You can get this app from your iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you have the Android phone. We have your podcast options for you, whether it's iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. 
Radio, uh, Overcast.fm, iHeartRadio. We have you covered. If the good Lord sees fit, folks, I will be back on Friday. TGIF, baby, to continue the conversation known as Thai football. But as always, my favorite three things, husbands, I shouldn't have to tell you this no more. You see them wives? Love them. Hug on them. Kiss them. Uh, wives, should have to tell you this. Them husbands, they work hard. They put that bread on the table. Love them husbands now. Children, steal that school night. Get that homework done. You get you your three hearty meals a day, your three great laughs a day. Till next time, folks, I'm yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. This is in my own words. 